Welcome to day 138 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keefe and Matt Kresge, and uh, we are making our way through Paul's letters. Uh, we've been uh, looking at Paul's letters of 1st and 2nd Corinthians, or Paul's letters to the Corinthians, um, his 1st and 2nd epistles. There's a letter in the middle of those that was a sorrowful uh, letter where Paul is facing a lot of opposition in the church. And so the first part of 2 Corinthians has been has had a reconciliatory tone. It's um, Paul affecting the reconciliation that is, has taken place between he and the church in Corinth. It's taken a hard letter. It's taken a hard visit. It's taken you know, a lot of time you know, with Titus invested in the church as well. And now he's just kind of confronting you know, the last few people that are holdouts. It's still you know, kind of reposing Paul. And so he begins to compare himself with, you know, some of the teachers that are coming into the church and some of the teachers that are stirring up opposition. Uh, so we come to Second Corinthians chapter 11, where Paul says that he is out of his mind. And uh, so he begins to, to boast in the same way others are boasting. Uh, but in his boasting, he is uh, boasting to show how foolish boasting actually is. So as uh, we read the letter, let's uh, offer this moment, offer ourselves to the Lord. Uh, be prepared to receive what he has for us mm -hmm. through his spirit to be enriched and to be built up in Christ Jesus. Uh, Matt, do you mind leading us? Yeah. yeah. Father, we are, are grateful um, to you for your word. We're, we're grateful for um, all the things it contains, whether it's encouragement, comfort, joy, or um, rebuke and and uh, conviction. Father, we, we pray that you would um, accomplish all that you desire to accomplish through your word in us um, in this time together. Um, God, give us wisdom as we read it. Um, would we find joy in you today and, and through your word? Um, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. We do love you. Second Corinthians chapter 11. I hope you'll put up with me in a little foolishness. Yes, please put up with me. I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than Jesus, weep or eats, or if you receive a different spirit from the spirit you received or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. I do not think I'm at least inferior to those super apostles may indeed be untrained as a speaker, but I do have knowledge. We've made this perfectly clear to you in every way. Was it a sin for me to lower myself in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel of God to you free of charge? Or I other churches by receiving support from them so as to serve you. And when I was with you and needed something, I was not a burden to anyone, for the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied what I needed. I've kept myself from being a burden to you in any way and will continue to do so. As surely as the truth of Christ is in me, nobody in the region of Achaia will stop this boasting of mine. Why? Because I do not love you? God knows. I do. And I'll keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It's not surprising, then, if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. I repeat, let no one take me for a fool, but if you do, then tolerate me just as you would a fool, so that I may do a little boasting. 
If this self-confident boasting, I'm not talking as a Lord would, but as a fool. Since many are boasting in the way the world does, I too will boast. You gladly put up with fools since you are so wise. In fact, you even put up with anyone who enslaves you or exploits you or takes advantage of you or puts on airs or slaps you in the face. To my shame, I admit that we were too weak for that. Whatever anyone else dares to boast about, I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast about. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? And I'm out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I've worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I've labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak, and I do not feel weak. Who is led into sin, and I do not inwardly burn. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ is to be praised forever knows that I am not lying. In Damascus, the governor under King Aretas had the city of Damascus guarded in order to arrest me, but I was lured in a basket from a window in the wall and slipped through his hands. Well, that's a, that's quite an incredible litany of struggles that Paul has faced, none of which we have really known about. It's not his nature, you know, to highlight these. Some of these, you know, Luke has told us about in the book of Acts. We uh, we know of a couple of times that Paul has, you know, been uh, beaten. We don't know of, you know, five times he's been beaten. We know later in Acts that he's going to be in a huge shipwreck, but there's another shipwreck where he spent a night and a day evidently floating into the ocean. So, as Matt said, whenever we were reading through Acts, uh, I don't want to be a traveling companion of Paul. <laughs> this is even more so. Uh, you know, all of the things, you know, that, that, that these happened. Evidently, river crossings have been treacherous. There have been bandits, you know, that have attacked him. And he, he goes through all of this, and I love what he finally gets to. He says, but all of that's nothing. Mm-hmm. I daily face the burden I have for the churches. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, of course, he said to the Galatian, yeah, he said to the Galatian believers, you know, I'm in the pains of birth until Christ be formed in you. And you begin to see a real pastoral heart. I endure all of this, he says, you know, for the sake of the gospel. But uh, he said, uh, my, my biggest burden is not the burden of these inconveniences. And earlier he has called them light and momentary afflictions. Yeah. These are crazy light, you know, and momentary afflictions, you know, that, you know, that he has in mind. Uh, but uh, the, the biggest and the deepest burden in my life is for you to be formed in Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, uh, just initially, you know, hearing it read and, and thinking through it, for Paul, the gospel's worth it. You know, and he even kind of begins with, I hope you'll put up with a little foolishness from me. You know, and then he goes on to say, you know, for if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive mm-hmm. a different spirit from the spirit you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. And he doesn't go on, I mean, you know, we read Galatians recently, and he says, let them be accursed. You know, but he, he doesn't do that here. He in, indeed just kind of 
continues yeah. to point out the qualifications of his ministry as a ministry of suffering because the gospel's worth it. And and essentially, I mean, he's telling them, you know, you, you want to fall to these super apostles, you will be accursed. You know, but to me, for just being reminded that you know, Paul Paul sees the gospel as, as worth all of these things. And if yeah. he's going to boast in anything, it's in his weakness because it, it upholds the gospel. It highlights the gospel. You know, it kind of spotlights it. Yeah. Of course, we'll get in that, you know, on Monday uh, where, you know, his, his weakness, you know, Christ actually yeah. appears to him and says, uh, in your weaknesses, I am made strong and mm-hmm. my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. And of course, that is the heart of you know, Paul's gospel. And the same thing is true for us. When uh, when we feel confident in our abilities, and we feel confident in the flesh, and you know we're kind of uh, you know just just kind of feeling it, you know, and stuff like that. That's when we're most vulnerable. But mm-hmm. when we are deeply dependent on the Lord, then that's when our you know when His strength comes through, and is made you know very you know clear in us. So I'm sure as He's comparing Himself to the super apostle, superficial, you know, men who are coming in who are living well off the church. He says exploiting the church. And doing you know all kinds of things. And matter of fact, he he, he gets really tough here. These, these are masquerading. They're deceitful mm-hmm. workers. They're you know they're they're, they're much like you know uh, our enemy who masquerades as an angel of light. They're exploiting you. They're taking advantage of you. And he said, Yeah, we're too weak to do that. If that's what you call weakness. And then he makes this comparison. Uh, it, uh, are are they Hebrews? You know, so am I. Or are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? Well, so am I. Are they servants of Christ? And then I think this is where he leaves them. <laughs> I am more. I've worked much harder, been in prison, more frequently, been flogged more frequently. Like, oh. Yeah. And uh, he said, that now, you know, now what are they you know, bringing mm-hmm. to the table? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even thinking in, in Paul's concerns, you know, for the church, which he alludes to at, towards the end of the chapter, and, you know, in, in verse 3, he kind of lets us know what one of those concerns might be that I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and, and pure devotion to Christ yeah. and so yeah as Matt said yeah, the gospel is worth it and he wants this church to not be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion mm-hmm. for Christ so he is willing to endure much towards those means which is definitely inspiring yeah and of course we're not you know to the end of Paul's letters but you know, in one of his last, you know, letters, you know, he'll talk about in the in the final days, people you know, surround themselves with a number of teachers to tell them exactly what their itching ears want to hear, and of course, that is, you know, straying from the gospel and being deceived or adding things to the gospel or kind of reworking the gospel, you know, to fit, you know, our culture and the way that we we want to live or to justify the things mm-hmm. that we know, you know, are are not that and and. Paul says, I mean, don't be deceived. You know, mm-hmm. Don't take another bite of the apple. Uh, don't be led astray. It's not so much that people are preaching Jesus and that's enough, but are they preaching you know, the, the real Jesus, the true Jesus, the, the one that Paul's preached, the, the one of Scripture, which is definitely something for us to consider as we look to those that are influencing us yeah. and, and, and leading us. A, they- a different Jesus. You know, we've kind of remade you know, Jesus into our own image. A different gospel, one that you know doesn't you know call for mm-hmm. uh, you know confronting sin and turning from sin and you know turning you know to Christ in in, in repentance in, in in a different spirit, which has been a big issue in the Corinthian church. They've exploited the gifts of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. for personal gratification rather than the ministries of the Spirit for the building up of the body. 
And uh, Paul has already told him in First Corinthians, desire the better gifts, and I'll show you a more, you know, more excellent way. Mm-hmm. So different gospel, different spirit, different different Jesus. Yeah. And the result, right, is a different religion altogether, a false religion. Yeah. And yeah, we we've alluded to it, we've spoken to it briefly, but I love just you see Paul's pastoral heart you know at the end when he said these are all the things i'm enduring here's all my sufferings and then he goes besides everything else you know i face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches and and i'm just reminded as we read paul's letters like how many people does he name by name mm-hmm. you know greet this person greet that person you know, just even in passing he'll say a name i mean paul you get, you almost get the sense that even as paul is is suffering these things I, he's got people that he's praying for in the back of his mind and he begins almost every letter you know, I thank my God every time I remember each one of you. Yeah, and all my yeah. prayers for all of you. I always pray with thanks. <laughs> yeah. You know, and 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 you know, unlike us, you know, God has called us to a local church where we've been, you know, for you know for quite a while, and uh, you know, He had several churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're probably the size of this church spread. You know, that that He's praying for and leaders and people, and 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 I love you know just the depth of that phrase. I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I bet you even felt that in your car, much less those two people <laughs> you know, that are right here next to me in the middle of all of this COVID stuff. That is, uh, that not, is the primary sin. Yeah. No, but anyway, no. besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I don't feel weak? Who is led into sin and I do not inwardly burn? I, I am wrestling with you mm-hmm. on the level of your personal weaknesses and your personal temptations. That is, that's crazy. And that's what, you know, a, a true shepherd, a true Absolutely. overseer is, is not someone that, you know, and not picking on people that do this, but someone, you know, just hides in the green room and preaches and leaves, but someone who's, you know, with the people, walking with them and and sharing in their suffering, sharing in their sin, sharing in their weakness yep. and identifying with them. No, we had a we had a speaker who came here once and said, "Where's the green room? <laughs> we have a blue one." You just walk Upstairs. around. Yeah, yeah. Pick your pick your room. Yeah, wherever it is. But no, I love his heart towards yeah. these. You know, he he wants to be with them. He wants to be, and he loves them, and he's shown that. Mm-hmm. No doubt, uh, we endure so much less, and we have, you know, so much less passion. You know, he was talking about in the previous chapters of, you know shaming you know the corinthians by comparing them to the macedonians mm-hmm. he shames us by uh by his boasting here yeah. you know when we would complain about having a hard day in ministry <laughs> wasn't floating in the sea <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely not mm-hmm. and uh and may we be more like the heart of paul bearing the burden yeah. of others for the sake of our lord jesus christ and of course you know this, we, we covered that you know this week here's our our message we're not preaching ourselves but we're preaching Jesus Christ as as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. And what a calling, you know, that is in, in, into ministry. Father, we thank you for a man like Paul. We thank you that he endured much for the sake of the gospel, but even the things he endured do not compare to what you have endured for us through the cross. We thank you that you gave yourself for us and that you loved us and that you've redeemed us and reconciled us. And we thank you the same heart you have for us, you have you know, for the entire body of Christ. And may we have your heart for each other. And may we have your heart for a world that so deeply needs you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.